I listen to debatable decisions. We listen to debatable decisions. This is half the hustler, and you're now rocking with debatable decisions. I listen to debatable decisions. I get that bad, they gon' hate on me. They get that bad, they gon' change on me. Curry with the team, they gon' trade on me. Curry in the wing, they gon' fade on me. It's about that time. Facts. I have someone that I consider a friend, a brother, um, a genius. I've watched this man grow. I've watched this man bump his head, get back up on his feet, and keep moving. I've watched this man quit and say, forget it. I don't want it. And then I watched this man soar to heights that I knew he could get to. I don't even know if he can get there. But um, Harrisburg's own platinum producer the soon best, to be the the best no he has a plot no 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 that, nope that's not what but I'm, listen he, he knows what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say one thing to you though he's the best rapper when it comes to the subject of food <laughs> no one can do it like agony no one let's see if we can get him to spit a 16 about Ooh. some cheerios or something. Oh, he's trying to put me on the spot though oh, <laughs> <in> the <laughs> mr agony what's Dennis up brother Dennis. appreciate that introduction man how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How you fellas doing, man? I can't complain. I'm good. I would have been a whole lot better if he would have included soon to be Grammy Award winner. Yeah. Yeah, we had a little we had a we had a little confusion earlier because on the joint it said uh Grammy award winning. I'm like, nah, not yet, but it's coming. I like we we're speaking into fruition, you know what I mean? I got you. All day. I believe, yeah. you, brother. What's up, man? What's good with you, bro? Ain't nothing. Good to see you, man. Yeah, same, fam. Yeah, how's the yeah, thing? Yeah, niggas got me, got me up on the June, man. Like you know what I mean? Y'all got me, y'all, y'all, y'all got me out my element. I like it. Now we we appreciate you getting yourself out of the element. That's what we have to do. You know what I mean? In order to keep striving, keep knocking down barriers, we have to continue to step out of our boundaries. So DJs right. get out of your bound, inspiring DJs come out of your artists. I'm playing. <laughs> I decided. <laughs> hey, what's good, bro? We had debatable decisions, right? Yeah. And um the concept is was basically me sitting down thinking, frustrated, depressed, upset, happy, mm-hmm. you know, all those different emotions. What can right. I do? I've been told to do a podcast for years. Um right. Mainly because of my voice and the fact that I love to speak. But I didn't want to do a get on here and and what's the T type of situation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to speak to where my words or our words are powerful to bring different experiences. Right. So I started reflecting on my life and how many dumb ass decisions I made. Some of them <laughs> I swore were good decisions. He still makes them. Right. We all do. We all do. <laughs> but it's like when you get to that fork in the road, mm-hmm. it's an art. To, to know how to make a good decision. Facts. That's not oh, just for sure. that all of us are born with. Um, I've watched you grind. I've watched you grind. Can you um can you let us know where it where it all started? Um, as far as well, like music production and, and just oh, the whole like music scene Dennis for me. Jenkins. Dennis Jenkins. How did it start? Where did it start? Uh-huh. I mean, I've always had a love for music. Back in grade school, I used to play uh, trumpet, and um, I mean, I quickly, 
I quickly learned it. I wasn't able to. I remember my teacher, I wasn't able to tell him what the notes were, but I was able to play them. So, like, I could read the notes, but I couldn't really tell you what they were. Okay. And um, my teacher really take the, uh, took a liking to me. And before I knew it, I was doing solos and all that stuff. So I had a, I, I was pretty good at the trumpet. Then I got bored with it. I was rapping in, like, fifth, sixth grade. Then it got to a point where I was tired of getting instrumentals from uh, Conrad and them up at uh, Music Man. And I was like, I'm going to start making my own beats. So I started to learn how to, how to make beats under my man Jim Beans and sold my first beat to P-Thug. Shout out P-Thug, my man Preston Dent. Oh, and um, from there, it was like, damn. Yeah, I was like, damn, I, I can make money from doing this? Okay, word, cool. Word, word. And from there, it was it was just on and popping, man. Was that's that's my start. Beat, was your first beat hot? In my eyes, it was. In Pete's eyes, it was. I don't, I, I don't, if I go back and listen to it, I don't know how hot it'll be today, but uh, for that time, for the Yeah, I for sure. You. I for got sure. You. you know what's real crazy before you, I'm listening. you go in more? I could have sworn Agony was getting ready to say he, he was getting beats from Conrad. Like, I about to say, when? <laughs> how uh, did I miss yeah, Conrad? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <Sir. laughs> But now nah, you tied the, instru- the, right. the instrumental mixtapes and all that, man. When I was right, when right, I was right. rapping, because I came up rapping before I was making beats, so it just got to a point where I was tired of rapping over other people's beats, and I was like, man, I want my own beats. Well, I'm gonna get my own beats. I'm gonna have to learn how to make them. You know, man, was the first rap hot? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why nah. we know he's a music producer, not a rapper. I I respect <laughs> your honesty. Right. I tell you one thing though, nah. you and Cuban put a dope, uh, a dope CD together. I sold appreciate the shit that, out of that man. CD. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And man, we appreciate you, bro. Like for real, that was, that was like the start of something, man. Because you know, obviously, we did the NRL campaign. thing first. Mm, What's that? That's crazy. No, no, no I didn't mean to cut man, you off. But we crazy. was doing the mall. We was doing the mall campaigns with that Cuban and Agony like CD. Yeah, Ooh. that was that was before the internet, bro. Yeah, that was before the no. internet. That was when you didn't. The only way to market yourself was to get out there, show your face, and talk to the people, shake hands, kiss babies, and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, good politicians. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I used to it was all politics back then, then, bro. I used to get mad at Agony because he didn't want to come outside back then. Man, I still <laughs> don't want to come outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in like the- Agony, man. Like once every three years outside. <laughs> That's, crazy. That's how much he don't like coming out. But listen, but listen, yeah, I, told him, I told him because we used to get we used to get the kiosk mm-hmm. set up the CDs, couple uh, CD players. I would bring people over. Like, listen, do you like hip hop music? Take a listen. I guarantee you like it. Uh, I'm talking about I would do 100, 150 CDs in a weekend. Easy. That's ten dollars a yeah, pop. Super easy. That was, yeah, easy. Like, uh, selling skills was ridiculous back then. But I would tell him, yo, just come stand at the kiosk. You don't have to do anything. Just say hello. Just, just stand there. Nothing. He came one time. <laughs> one time. And I remember that one time, too. <laughs> it's crazy, man, because it's like I've always enjoyed doing the music, but I've never really been like a limelight type of dude. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. like the limelight too crazy. It's like I be wanting it, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a drug. It's a drug that you don't need. It is. Yeah, it is. The way you move is perfect for who you are. Appreciate that. So how did how did uh, the big homie Naeem 
feel about you not wanting to ever come outside? Oh man, I used to always hear it from now. I, I still get <laughs> messages. <laughs> I still get DMs from Cat. Like, hey, you gotta do this. Hey, you gotta do this. Right. He know, man. He know. That's my brother, man. I love Cat, man. I remember. Bro. I remember you selling beats for twenty five dollars. I remember you selling beats. Twenty five. Damn, I was selling beats for twenty five dollars. I remember you selling beats for fifty dollars. That was Cat missed out on that. I is. Can you, can you <laughs> they missed out on that. Listen, <laughs> but what was your first big break? Like, and how did it come um, about? Because with you not, big, I, I'm listening. Well, my my first my first little taste of the industry was with Rodney Jerkins before I was signed to Rodney Jerkins. Um, I was signed to my man Aaron Seawood up in New York, mm-hmm. and um. He had folks that was cool with Rodney, played some of my beats, and Rodney was like, "Yo, I need, I need uh, two of these joints for an artist that he had named Fats from Harlem, and mm. he put Freeway on. It was supposed to be the first single, but it ain't really bubble like it was supposed to. But it was my first check, it was my first taste in the industry, and I was like, "Damn, how much? Getting checks like this? How much? You said what? How much was it? First check was like, it was like eighty five hundred. Mm. So." To me, that was that was a lot of bread. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I can get this doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it, it, it got my gears going. It got me going. I'm like, damn. So it's, it's is that when you bought the, Is that when you bought the Ford Pro? That's when I bought the Ford Pro. PS2 <laughs> in that joint, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, yo, was that an old message? Or was that a a new message? You said I need. I think I seen an old message from you, bro, when you was like, I need the old Ford Probe ad. <laughs> was that an old joint? Them beats was going, when that at that point, Agony was going and cook. Yeah. I'm talking about mm-hmm. cook. That's when uh, it wasn't, it, it was Marshall had the studio on yeah. top of Eddie Men's shop. Okay. And right. Ag used to go in so there you- and, huh? So, so what you what you think I'm not cooking up no more? Right, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. Cause I don't know. Ooh. I haven't heard anything in a while, good brother. Man, you, you, whose you, fault you is that? You I can't blame off. you. Nah, that, that's, you that's my fault. Nope, 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 nope. It's his. Can I say one thing to you though? Because <laughs> we were speaking about um before you came on, we were speaking about my disappointment with the artists in Harrisburg and their show sets, their performances. They don't right. take it serious. Okay, but. I'm kind of disappointed in some of the producers in Harrisburg also. You know why? Why? Because y'all don't snatch these young artists up. Even if you got to sign them to your production deal. Now we're y'all talking. don't snatch, snatch them up and pour into them. Now we're talking. That's what they need. Now we're talking. To take our Marvel. music to the next level, to create a sound, to develop a sound. We need the producers to come in and say, you know what? I'm not going to mess with everybody, but I'm going to pick out two or three of them that I believe in. And, right. and teach, and that's to me where the I culture. Totally agree. Is, I agree is... with that. I mean, look, look at how the industry has thrived over these years. It's thrived from producers and artists relationships. It's thrived from Swiss Beats taking DMX, mm-hmm. or you know, well, I ain't gonna say Swiss Beats took DMX, but it was Swiss's uncle's label who right. brought on DMX, and it was that sound of Swiss and DMX that put it together, or. The sound of Timberland and Missy, or you know what I mean, like 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that producer artist relationship is super important, and it really hasn't been a lot of that in the city. Like to be to keep it a hundred, it really hasn't. So does that? It mean, really hasn't. So that means we can have a conversation later. <laughs> oh, we could definitely have a conversation for sure. So nah, without after, a doubt, after that first check, right? You blew the money. Oh yeah, I blew the money quick. <laughs> Ran through. I blew the money oh, quick. Huh? How long? Two months. Nah, I went two months. At that time, I was moving, so I kind of, you know what I mean, put a couple things in the crib. Not a whole lot. You know, that that don't go that far, but I was able to get a, a nice little starter pack, you know what I'm saying, for the crib and and just keep it moving. But, I mean, after that, you know, fast forward to 2011, um, I was, like, on the brink of just, like, tossing it all away. Like, it was just getting frustrating because it's like, you know what I mean, you feel like something's going to pop and it doesn't pop and it's just – the music game is is full of that, man. It's just a lot of. It's like life. It's a lot of roller coasting. Yeah, it's like life right. exactly. Right. It's, right. it's life. It's real. It's real. It's real. Um, I mean, even dealing with it still to this day. But um, in 2011, you know, I had got the call um from my man Buzz, and he was like, "Yo, Rodney, wanna uh, wanna holler at you." Got the call from Rodney. He was like, "Yo, um, how you feel about moving out to L.A.?" So. At that time, you know what I mean? Like I was I was on my own. I had my, my bucks with me and it's like, yeah, can I do this? Mm-hmm. And just everything in me said, you're gonna have to make the sacrifice. This is no different than if a than if a a person in the service gets called to the to the to, to war. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta lace up your boots and you gotta go do what you gotta do to provide a better future for, for, for your fam. So I was like, you know, I gotta do this, I gotta make it happen. So, you know, my family came together and helped out and I was able to move out to LA and from there, the Justin Bieber joint came along. The Ariana mm. Grande records came along, and mm. before you know it, I'm back in the city. You know what I'm saying? And, and stuff stuff got slow in the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But now, when you say city, with Harrisburg, New York, but... back in yeah, back in the burg. Okay, got you. Got you. Back in the burg. I spent I spent about a year out in L.A. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when it was time to make that decision, right? Right to go out. Uh, you thought about the kids. You thought about everything. Did right. everything just fall in place, or did you have to really like figure it out, develop a plan? Did everybody just say, "Oh no, no, Aggie, we got you. Go ahead," or was it? No, I fell in. It, it fell in place. I had a lot of support. Okay. I had a lot of support. Like my family was like real supportive. Like, yo, go out there and do what you gotta do, make it happen. You already know, pops was hyped for me, proud. You know what I mean? No so to know I had that support system definitely made it a lot easier so yeah I, I definitely had the support but it was crazy just going out there not knowing nobody knowing i'm getting ready to go have a roommate like i ain't never had no roommate <laughs> so it's like you going you going to a foreign land that ain't just a you know what i mean an hour and a half drive away three hours away like nah that's that you changing time zone so that was like a whole different thing for me but uh, i wouldn't change it for the world like that was the greatest experience ever as far as being a, a producer just right. living life that that was a great experience Quick, quick question. You 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 just mentioned support. <clears throat> Did you always right. have that support, um, or was there a resistance um, when you first started off with you know what I mean parents, uh, maybe a girlfriend? Oh, you know what I mean. Homies. Um, when I was when I was, a, I'm gonna say I always had support, but there was like a little, you know, there's this conflict with everything. So mm-hmm. I know coming up when I was when I was rapping, I mean I ain't had no business filling up my 
my school books with nothing but rhymes and all that. I remember my mom getting mad, taking my, my math book and throwing it away. Like, you ain't doing the schoolwork. Why is this book filled with raps? But that's, you know, that's typical parent-ish. That's, that's, that's right. the same thing. I I don't know if I threw my son's book away because I do this, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, I, can, I can understand. Right. I can understand where she was coming from, you know what I'm saying? And then other than that, for the most part, it was it was support. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember my mom copying me my my keyboard when I was a young boy. I remember her buying my uh my uh, karaoke machine because I wanted to rap and I wanted to make tapes and all that. So you know, I asked for the karaoke machine. I was I was blessed to get it for Christmas. So you know, gosh, I had the support for sure. I thought you was raised by your father. So you were nah, I moved with my dad when I was uh I lived with my mom my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I used to. Uh, just go to my pop's crib like every other weekend for the weekend. Okay. So I was raised by my mom and my stepfather. And then um, I went to live with my dad when I was like 16 going on 17. I was me up. and mom's was bumping heads. Yeah. How was that? Was that like a culture that shock? Was a whole, yeah, that was a whole different experience. You know what I'm saying? A whole different experience, bro. It was like mom's, mom's on your ass, but dad's like, all right, you're going to learn. You know what I mean? That type of vibe, that type of time. Like, he'll let me fall down and, and he'll help me get back up. But mom's like, nah, I ain't letting you fall down type of stuff. You know what I mean? So gotcha. it was definitely different. Plus, plus I was I was in a little bit more different part of the city. You know what I'm saying? So I went from Rudy Road, you know what I'm saying, where it was a little bit more slower to smack dead off of Kitty Tinny. You know what I'm saying? Like smack dead in the alleyway. So it was like a whole <laughs> different... Yeah, it was a whole different vibe, you know what I'm saying? Word. So you moved your, with your pops at around the age 16, 15, you said? Yeah, 16 going on 17. Because I oh. went to uh, McDevitt for two years, and I was cutting up in school, and then my mom was like, all right, well, you going up to the high. And I'm like, she acting like it's a punishment. I'm like, that's what's up. <laughs> Why did I do this earlier? <laughs> Wait, that's what I said. Yeah, for real. For real. So from there, when I moved with my dad, I was going to the high. That's when I got real cool with Cat. You know what I mean? Me and Cat used to catch the same bus over there at the Spanish Speaking Center. Mm. So there's a lot going on over there. I think that's called the uh the all nighter, the nighter boys. That's what they call them over there. Yeah, around that area, yeah. It's a lot, right over there. It's a, lot, it's a lot going on right 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 there in that area. It's, yeah, it's a hot spot. Yeah. How did you stay away from all those draws? How how like how did you focus on school and 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 music, and not want to be a dope boy, not want to pick up a pistol, not want to do all the crazy things that these children think they have to do. What made agony? What well, kept agony out of the way? Well, for one, my dad was a sergeant CEO at the, at the at the at the Camp Hill prison, so <laughs> so I knew I knew I knew I knew my I knew my you know my limits and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. Obviously, being in that area, you get into a couple things, you know what I'm saying? But I never got too crazy into anything to the point where it was, like, sucked me in or, like, took over my life or, like, you know, took me to that level. I was I was able to keep my, you know, keep my <laughs> keep my sanity and, and, and keep things clean and all that type of good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, my dad definitely made sure that I ain't falling in nothing too, too crazy. So... And then not only that, you know what I mean, people seen what I was doing with the music, so lots of times it was like, you know what I mean, like the deep boys would come to me and get music, and it's like, yo, ag, you know what I mean, like, if you need something, holler at me, you know what I mean, like, they wanted me, it was almost like the homie 
from the mm-hmm. hood seeing seeing a young boy coming up playing sports it's like yo nah you, you ain't this ain't for you you know what i mean stay out of this if you need something holler at me one thing i say about you though you've never been a follower you always move to your own beat so yeah, try to try to stay that way bro yeah i can see it was probably easy for you to stay out of the way how hard is that for sure with you know maneuvering in the industry um there's so many different stories, so many different uh, tales, smoking mirrors, et cetera. Having your own mm-hmm. individuality, um, I, do you feel that's slowed up your progress, um, sped up your progress? Are you right where you're supposed to be? You feel what I'm saying? Like how how has Agony's persona surviving in the industry? Um, I don't. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think anything is. Uh, slow me up so to so to say it's like i feel like everything happens for a reason you know what i'm saying right. so i'm I'm a true believer in what's gonna happen is gonna happen and your story is already written long before you got on this earth you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm just playing my role and I'm, I'm i'm in this movie and i'm in a movie for the long haul you know what i'm saying so i know good things are coming um you know even better than than, than before so you know i think i think moving the way i move Sometimes it could be a good and a bad thing. Bad thing in the sense of in the industry, there there are a lot of like uh, yes men and a whole lot of people that want you to, you know, lick boots and all that type of stuff. And they ain't never really been my style. You know what I'm saying? So if I got to take the longer route and not go that, you know, go that route and, and take my own way, and just a little slower pace, then that's what, I, that's what I do. And that's what I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Facts. 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 As far as business, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody know you got to go hard. Everybody know you got to outwork everybody else. But as far as business, can you just, to somebody that's a young man, young woman, who wants to be a producer, what what are the things they need to make sure are right coming into this game? Um, well, the biggest thing I could always suggest is, for one, you want to have a lawyer. For sure, like when you're when you're getting to that point where people are talking about agreements and contracts and that type of stuff, you definitely want to have lawyers and people in your corner that you trust. But um, like from a just coming into this game standpoint, my biggest advice I could give somebody is just to stay true to yourself. Don't try to be like anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's a million people that's trying to be like, uh, you know the. The, the top producers is out right now. Everybody wants to sound like this, sound like that. Oh, I need to make beats that sound like it. It fit this guy. That's not always the that's not always the route to go. You know what I'm saying? If if you can create a sound for yourself, or like I said, get you a, a artist and develop a sound with that artist, that's the best way to go about about it. Just be original and be you. Don't try to be nobody else. And don't sign nothing too early. I would I would highly suggest that. You know what I'm saying? Because like me, I sign my stuff early. How important is publishing? It's like it's like publishing is is everything, bro. Because like to this day, I I'm, I'm gonna get checks for the rest of my life for the records that I produce. You know what I'm saying? And when I go on, my my kids and my wife will get that. You know what I'm saying? Or the next generation, whatever. Like that that's mine forever. That's like you leaving your stamp, your legacy, in the game. Nobody can take your credits from you. Nobody can take your your pub from you unless you sell it, <laughs> of course. But Publishing is everything, bro. I, I, 
I would say hold on to your publishing as long as you can. Get as many records under your belt as you can because it makes your it makes your price go up. You know what I'm saying? What Fat Joe say, yesterday's price is not today's price. That's real. That's real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you say you get one hit single and the publishing company start hitting you up. And they say, oh, yeah, I want to sign you to a pub deal. We'll give you $350,000 for X amount of records, blah, blah, blah. And you sign that. You could have held off on that. Because once you get that one single, people checking for you. they like, oh, man, I need a record like this. I need a record like that. Now you got five big singles? That's when the company signs you and say, yo, I got five mil for you. And the conversation gets different. It goes from being able to buy a crib to being able to buy the neighborhood. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So that's the that's the difference. And that's what I've learned in the industry. You know what I'm saying? So right. with me personally, I'm out of my pub deal now. Um, so my biggest thing is to get records under my belt to generate, to go on and get the bigger bag. You feel me? That's where I'm at with it right now. If I could ask you this, um, and it kind of ties into what yeah. Corey and I were discussing earlier in regards to, you know, mm-hmm. artists doing certain things, being prepared, not being prepared. As a music producer, <clears throat> do you feel as though there aren't enough music producers taking a chance, creating their own sound? Um, and is that, a, is that, how has it affected, you feel, you feel me, the, the, the music industry just in general because when um it wasn't soundcloud i forget what the, the the platform was where music producers could just make beats and they can literally sell them and this was in 2000 and this is 10 years ago they were selling them at the same price you were selling them 25 dollars you know what i mean to just right. try to uh, generate bread but they were like an artist would hit a, a music producer and be like yo i want to sound like this and they will cook it up, sell it. But right. like, how has that affected the sound and the culture of of of, of rap music in general? Um, I feel like there's good and bad sides to that. I feel like for one, the internet has been an amazing tool for for all artists alike. No matter what kind of art you do, whether you're you paint, draw, whatever you do. Now you can you you can share with the world way quicker than whatever what, what you could years ago. You know what I'm saying? So as far as for the producer, I feel like it's been good and bad. It's good in the sense that you know if people want to just take it as it's like a job and you just want to make money and make beats for people, that's cool. But as far as like really producing, I feel like like producing, producing, producing a record. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's bad like I, I don't feel like it's i don't really feel like that's the wave i don't know if i'm answering your question correctly now nah, listen you're, you're am, answering. I, am i am i answering the... yeah, you're you're answering it so you're i mean it was, so okay. if I'm hearing it correctly yeah. you're saying it, it's it's more like we're it's kind of suffering is that safe to yeah, say it, it, it definitely it definitely is and especially like now there's like so many producers out here I'm going to call them beat makers, you know what I'm saying? That's not really producing. Like, they're taking a bunch of loops and they're stuff like beats. that and just putting it all together. Like, to me, that's that's not that's not producing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to use loops sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not knocking it because there, there are a lot of dope, um, like, websites that provide royalty-free loops and stuff like that, and it's no different than sampling a record. 
but I feel like cats are getting lazy with it. Like they not even like you don't even have to think no more. You just slap a couple things together, drum loops in a in a in a, uh, a melody loop, and you calling it your beat. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I don't know. Like I'm Plug from the era where you had to do everything from the muscle. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. right. A lot of plug and play. I'm from the era where we had, you had to have a keyboard and you had to have an MPC and and you had to have a sound library and you had to have, you know, I mean, it was just, it was, it, it's different. It's real different. Well, all of that was fun to you. You really enjoyed that process. You loved looking for sounds. You for loved sure. digging through crates. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I used to get on the trains and travel to Beach Street to go get the new tapes and, you know, hour-long ride or, or whatever I had to do. And these kids don't understand it. They just go mm-hmm. to their phone, download it, load it, or stream it. So they lose the love. Yeah. They, like, they don't love it as much as some of us do. They like it. But right. what I realize is a lot of people, they enjoy, love the lifestyle more than the art. They want to be a rapper because mm. of what comes with that they really don't understand what comes they don't love the making or of what they or what they think it comes yeah, or what they think comes with it right they in they in love with the image of it you know what i'm saying because a lot of the image that we see nowadays in, in rap is very unrealistic mm-hmm. it's super unrealistic everything it's, it's a facade it's fake yeah everything you yeah. see on the television screen is fake I, it's too much yeah, nah, you you ain't never lie, bro. It's it's too much like glorification of just negativity. Like I ain't, you know, what I mean, I ain't trying to, you know, to preach or nothing. But it's 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 a fact. Like it's really nothing. It's like where's the positivity? And I, you know what I mean, like I ain't trying to sound like an old fart. You know what I'm saying? But where's the substance? That's real. Like where's the positivity? Yeah, exactly. Everything is trapped. This trapped that. Like, bro, we done seen that a billion times already. Literally a, a trillion times. Say it again. A trillion, and I'm not knocking. It's it. crazy, like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for something new. Nah, nah but that's why I prefer to listen. You know, the, I love J Cole. Like I, I love that real hip hop. Like give me something, something good I can listen to and enjoy. That's just like there's certain songs I don't even want to listen to in front of my kids on some real stuff. It's like, man, it's crazy. The reason why I'm not knocking it is because coming from the trap, that's a story in itself. I'm not knocking that. I'm just mm-hmm. knocking the recycled recycledness of it and it not being told yeah. in a creative way. You know what I mean? That's the unoriginality of it. To me. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. when I was but you can knock it though. When when I was young, younger, it was the worst thing in the world you can do is copy off of somebody. That's the worst thing. Oh yeah. Um, I'm talking about down to sneakers, clothes, cars. If you got a a, a, a caddy, I didn't want a caddy. You understand what I'm saying? Because you got, mm-hmm. got it first. The thing was to have it first, to have the new song first, to have the new sweatsuit first, to, you know, all of those things. But right. after somebody got it, we was on to something else because he got that. That's his style. Or that's what he or she is doing. Now is everybody's doing the right. same thing. Everybody's sounding the same. Everybody's moving the same. I'm waiting for the next DMX. The next grimy, gritty, dirty, pissy, smelly artist that come out and speak about that and gives that energy. 
you're gonna kill him because if you pay attention yeah it's that time when dmx dropped off of shiny suits everything was pretty everything was flashy x dropped and he gave that that other side of the spectrum a voice it's the same thing now everybody's winning nobody's speaking about a loss well you know what or a tie nah but when no no if if i could interject real quick now we call that people are running away from that like fans are actually clowning artists that are actually being vulnerable and they're calling it depression 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 music but it's cool it's gonna be like that for a minute it's not just gonna put when they first heard dmx it was oh what's that until somebody with influence said that's hot that's just i'm i'm a i'm a hustler i think i can make anything hot i think i can sell anything to anybody i can change the narrative anytime i want to if i really put my mind to it i want to tell everybody agony's the greatest producer ever i'm gonna make people feel like wow agony's the greatest producer ever i wouldn't be too far off by saying that because he's definitely dope but there's other people that might come on man disagree (laughs) but it's all marketing you you always going to have somebody that's going to challenge your words or say nah that's not hot it's just a matter of opinion mm-hmm. but if you if you definitely if you i guarantee it's a whole lot of people that that music is helping though oh yeah no question right yeah i'm not this i'm and not even agreeing with the people saying the buffoonery because you need to balance you need to tell that real story i'm not worried about what people say is what what it does for me i wish i can hear and see um less singing and harmonizing and more spitting of course everybody loving griselda i honestly i have to tell the truth i just start listening to freddie gibbs a week ago a week ago a week ago oh, you're bugging wow yeah <laughs> dang yeah you late we're supposed to believe anything <laughs> you super late but my, <laughs> my, my my favorite rappers right now is Freddie Gibbs and Ransom. Ransom is, whoo. Mm. If you haven't been paying attention, Ransom is on fire right now for the last couple of years. So I advise y'all to go check him out if y'all don't already know who he is. Um, who you listening to, Ag? Um, a little bit of everything, man. Um, Definitely a big fan of J. Cole, man. That that new J. Cole, I don't know if you heard that J. Cole and Wale record. I ain't get out. Yeah, I'll wait. Get out that joint. Crazy. I let everybody go through the motions. Crazy. <laughs> J. Cole's my top three favorite yeah. rappers of all time. And I'm not just saying that because. Yes, you are. Not. Yes, you are. I can, nope. But anyway, this is about. <laughs> He's a yes, you are. <laughs> you, know, you know my favorite all time, bro. We ain't, we ain't got to have that discussion, bro. Chub Rock. BK's finest. Chub Rock. Yeah, Chub Rock. <laughs> B.I.G.'s the greatest. Greatest to ever do it. B.I.G. B.I.G.'s the greatest. My eyes, baby, all day. All right, you mm-hmm. wasn't tuned in earlier when we first started the um the show. But a couple of weeks ago, right. I was having a hard time um, staying awake because of COVID, what COVID did to my body. And I started taking what is called mm. cola nut. It's a natural stimulant. From okay. Africa. Check it out. If you ever have problems sleeping, I just need some energy. Check out the cola nut. This guy over here, 
been clowning me. I guarantee oh my God. he going to come on the show in a matter of weeks and say, yo, I took a cola nut. It's great. I never I guarantee it. Corey is the biggest like cola, <laughs> cola nut. When when a cola Coca-Cola, nut, Coca Cola, Coca Cola first started. It right. was cocaine and cola nut. They dropped the cola mm-hmm. nut. I mean, they dropped the cocaine. I would hope. And, so. <laughs> they dropped the cocaine. I'm about to say, damn, drink <laughs> coke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, it, it's a natural stimulant. It gives you energy. It 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 helps put lead in your pencil if you needed to. And that's why I was laughing because he just has like a, a, a like a fifteen month old now. Fifteen. I don't know. I mean, so fifteen. How old is she? Nine months. Oh, that's it. Yes. Oh my bad. So so in, that's why I was laughing. I'm like, wow, oh, still swinging. Stimulant? You need help with that? You just had a, you just had a whole. <laughs> That's why I was I was I, laughing. Nah, right. my my brother my brother Corey never needed no help with that. <laughs> my, my grandfather's name is J T Rogers. If you only knew, I never need help with that. But um, it definitely works. But the funny thing is, Meek Mills spoke about it the other day. I said it was helping him with his stomach mm-hmm. issues. But check it out, definitely. We have to um, thank you. We have to thank you for coming on because I know you don't do this for too many people. So I feel special as shit right now. I feel actually feel important. That's because you are, bro. (laughs) Y'all are, man. I I, I rock with y'all the long way, man. Anytime y'all want me on, man, let me know. Agony fools with, I have to say, me. It's just how I know he fools with me and Tio, the same boy you clowned the last show. When we first met Ag in 2000, I want to say that was like 2008, 2009. Um, right. or maybe anywhere between 2007 and 2009, Agony came to Teal's crib. We, w- we went in the trailer and he gave us the MPC that Red Spider gave him. Red Spider was the name, was the producer's name. Right. right? You may have forgot. Yeah, forgot. Red Spider, yeah. I didn't forget that moment. Corey, I never shared that. So, you know, what I mean, I know that um, when, when when Corey told me you was coming, I was excited because you don't you I don't see you right. on platforms enough. You dig what I'm saying? Which is why I'm like once every three years I right. see you outside and are always showing someone else love. So you know, thank you for allowing us to show you love. And I'm my fault if I stole that from you, but you know, what I mean, I had to show show some love. You're my brother, you I appreciate it. What I, I appreciate got, it, you bro. Got. Definitely. Just um, make yourself available a little more, good brother, if you don't mind. I know you're busy. Got a life to live. For sure. But uh, we need you. Honestly, that's an easy, debatable decision, hey, man. Honestly, for real. Hey, man, I-, I appreciate y'all for real. Thank you, good brother. For real.